Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the final hour of the Get Right here on 105.3 The Fan. A Young Guns takeover of the Get Right. My name is Alec Medford. I am joined by the fan phenom Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Rigo Mendoza holding things down for you. The Tolo, the Turn It On, Leave It On listener. Appreciate you so very much for joining us. For the final hour here on the Get Right, the truckwreck.com text line is 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053 to get involved in any and all of our conversations. Appreciate you for doing just that and twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam yeah. or 105.3 The Fan on YouTube, which Blake is still fumbling around <laughs> with technology. I'm trying to get in. I'm, I didn't know my password. And now it's sending a verification code, and it won't submit it. The Wi-Fi in here is buns. Just why technology Shots is hard, fire. guys. Yeah, the Wi-Fi is kind of iffy sometimes, but hey, that's what I'm happens. clicking submit, and it's just nothing's happening. So I tried my Twitchers. What do we call our Twitch? Twitchers. Is that not? You need to get caught up. <laughs> what do we call you are the so Twitch behind Twolos? Twolos. Oh, I like that. I didn't know that. God. I, I Come on, rookie. Learn something every day. Can we not give them, like, I guess that is a good name because it's Tolos. We have merch w. that says Tolo on it. Come on. I didn't know. Yeah. I, I, speaking of merch, can I at least get a beanie? I need. I got no 105.3 The Fan merch or Odyssey to represent. You're asking the wrong person. You got some? I can steal some from you? Nope. You don't got anything? Nope. Don't look in this corner. I am also a categorical liar, so. Wow, and you called me a liar earlier. Yeah, but I who's got I, the better poker face? I choose when I lie, mm, and I'm very right se- I'm very selective with it. Okay. You just do it willingly. I do it on accident. I actually don't even know. You I'm lie lying. on accident. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm. You saying are an the intriguing time. character. I try my best. You are a very intriguing character. It's telling me to enter a verification code. I put it in, click submit, and it just nothing happens. Nothing. Nothing happens. Sounds like a skill issue. Uh, let's talk about your headlines. You here. know what did happen though? What? The Mavs happened, baby. That's how we D- kick off the headlines. Dante Exum legacy game. What was it? Six threes. What are could we it, doing? Here? Couldn't miss from downtown. Absolutely electric. Tim Hardaway crazy game. Derek Lively Jr. All Derek Lively Jr. Derek Lively all over the boards catching lobs. Luca masterclass per usual. Half of the team on injury reserve. Doesn't matter. Take down LeBron, AD, and the Lakers, who were the in-season cup winners. And we say that that was a fluke because when you come to Dallas, the number one sports culture, as we just said in the other segment, takes care of business. What was the final score for us, Alan? 127 to 125. Very close. And we were talking about it earlier. What mm-hmm. happens every time Luka and LeBron play against each other? It's fireworks. It's always a really good game or at least really entertaining mm-hmm. uh, from that aspect. And I always love looking at games like this where you see some lead changes and whatnot, especially after we thought they were really going to blow this thing uh, in the third quarter. At one point in the third quarter, according to ESPN's uh, analytics department, the Lakers had a 70.7% chance of winning the game and blew it. 
Things you love to boy. see. Man, all the role players hoop today. I mean, I don't have the stats right in front of me. Do you have them for um, us? But I, I know literally yeah, just, I from, just from watching the game, Grant Williams was hitting some timely shots. Dante Exum was in some timely shots. Tim Hardaway was carrying the load. Grant Williams was seven of nine, five from uh, five of seven from three. And what was Dante Exum? Dante Exum must have made one or two shots. Dante Exum was eight of ten, seven of nine from three. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Tim Hardaway lit it up. Derek Lively had some real timely buckets. Like. Man. Yeah, Timmy had 32. <laughs> Him and Luca combined for 65. And that's what you need to be. You know, the, the Lakers are still a good team. What were they coming in the sixth seed and one game behind us? So they're still a talented team, and you need that with Kyrie out, Josh Green out, um, Derek Jones Jr. out. So you're missing a lot of guys. A lot of guys stepped up. And then Luca going to Luca, what, 17 assists, 33 points, something like that. He's going to put on a masterclass every time. Indeed. 17 assists. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Luca was a plus 10 tonight, if you couldn't tell. Uh, but Seth Curry did exit the game mm. at some point with an ankle injury. We can't get off the injury report. Yeah, we really can't. Like that, That's been the Achilles heel of this team so far is, man, they're one guy away. Everybody says that. And then the other side of the coin is they can't stay healthy. Yep. And Reggie and I were talking about this last week on Monday is that, you know, forget all the off the court stuff. One thing that people don't really talk about with Kyrie is he misses a lot of time uh, just because he finds himself in awkward situations like he did underneath the, uh, the humanity that was Dwight Powell falling on his leg. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Kyrie Irving misses his fair share of time. Luka Doncic gets beat up here and there. But th this team has trouble with staying on the court. Grant Williams is already missing time. Glad he was back and active tonight. Um Fortunately, a lot of NBA teams have had guys with the time. The Lakers had Cam Reddish in and out of the lineup. They still haven't got Gabe Vincent. Austin Reeves had some time and stuff. Um, the Nuggets had Jamal Murray out for months. The Bulls, I mean, you can almost point to every team that's had a good amount of injuries. You'd rather them be early, and you can kind of see what your team is to get some other guys some playing time like we've seen from an A.J. Lawson and a Dante Axum and a Seth Curry and a Derrick Jones Jr. getting some other guys and then seeing how your team forms later. So, yeah, the injuries haven't been great, but luckily none of them have been some severe, severe injuries other than uh, Maxi Kleber being out for multiple weeks. So, again, the Mavs get the 127-125 victory yeah. over Braun and the L.A. Lakers. It was a fun game. It, some, some of these games I'm really sad that I'm having to do, like, four things at once because that was one of those I wish I could have just sat down and soaked in everything. But from what we were able to see, while broadcasting, it was absolute fireworks, as you would expect from these two teams. The next matchup for the Mavericks will be hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves on Thursday Ooh, at 730. It's a real test. That's the number one team, I think, in the league, right? Yeah, Record-wise. That's, that's going to be a tough test for the Mavericks as the uh, Timberwolves are for real, man. And we talked about it with uh, Chris Arnold back a few weeks ago. I think it was during Peace-a-thon on KNC and he said look it really goes back to those international games that the Mavs played and there was those very few minutes that the Timberwolves and Mavs actually played their starters oh, man. and they absolutely eviscerated the Mavs yeah that he was like that's when you should have started to realize oh that team's for real even though it was a game that didn't count mm -hmm. that didn't mean anything it was the starters going against starters and they we're cooking. The Timberwolves I, have been really good. I will say to the Timberwolves, I, I could sit here and tell you about how great they are, but let's talk about the weaknesses for a second. They are 17th in the league in half-court offense, and when Rudy Gobert is not on the floor, they are a minus five 
on offense and defensive rating and uh, plus minus. So Rudy Gobert is a big part of how well they're playing. We all knew Anthony Edwards is going to be good. Nas Reed has come out of nowhere. Cat's kind of coming to himself. But Rudy Gobert has kind of been the catalyst to them being all of a sudden really good. And so I say this because why, Alec? Who cooks Rudy Gobert more than anyone in the league? Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic has his way with Rudy Gobert. And what is Luka, what is Luka also really good at? He's very good at screen hunting and finding the mismatch. So I just don't see Rudy Gobert beat on the floor much. And if he is, Luka's going to outscore whatever output the Timberwolves can do because he's going to find Rudy Gobert and make that mismatch. And if he doesn't, he's got Derek Lively rolling to him. So Gobert's going to have to make a choice. And if, if we have him off the field or off the field, off the court, you just heard the numbers I put off. They're just not as good as a, a basketball team. I think Nas Reed will play a lot, really athletic, big, and kind of plays to him, maybe him and Cat, or maybe just one of those guys. So I think it'll be an interesting game. But I don't think it'll be a flush like some people may presume it to be just looking at the record. There's a great uh, little bit of insight from Blake Elliott on the matchup with the Minnesota Timberwolves on Thursday. I think I'm going to that game. Thursday? Do I? Oh, I work. I'll be here. Oh, darn it. I just got to do sports talk radio. <laughs> well, I was saying we could be at the game together, but uh, yeah, I'll be here. I'll yeah, be here. That, that's when my little mini vacation for graduation starts. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. it'll not be me here. Uh, not really sure what the plans are there going forward, but uh, Reginald Attitude will be back next week in case you are wondering who the hell are these guys. Yeah. We're the young guns. We are the young guns. But yeah, you mentioned the Timberwolves best in the league at 17 and 5. They are 8 and 2 in their last 10. Whatever. But they did lose their last matchup. Yeah. Uh, so. They lost to the Pelicans yesterday. Pelicans so. are kind of nice. I think Zion dropped like 35 after, you know, all the egregious comments are coming out 36. about him. 36. Yeah, he was hooping. So, 36! Uh, if you know, you know. He's trying to he's trying to eat the Timberwolves, if you know, you know. <laughs> he will eat the table. Stephen A. Smith is insane. Can we, can we get that pulled up? Can we, can we get that audio pulled up? They're looking for him! They, these restaurant owners are in love with Zion Williamson. It is hilarious. Uh, the only two times I've eaten out. Geez. Was that me? <laughs> I thought he said it again, but that was a drop. I was. Wow. Like, I, I don't know if that was me or. See, um, remember earlier when I said uh, someone in the Twitch caught on to something? Yeah. That's what we caught on to. Uh, <laughs> elsewhere around the NBA. Uh, Denver Nuggets superstar Nikola Jokic was ejected. Get him out of here! In the game against the Chicago Bulls after receiving a technical foul with a minute remaining in the first half. Uh, He appeared to be arguing with referees about what he believed to be a missed foul call on uh, Vucevic after he drove to the hoop. So some arguing there got him a tech and an ejection. So Nikola Jokic out here getting testy with the... Uh, referees in that matchup with the Chicago Bulls. Not something you really see happen with Jokic. Uh, he usually kind of gets his way. Who do you think has the most techs in the league? Oh, that's a great question. It's actually, it's a pretty easy answer, is I it, think. Is it Luka? Nope. Luka is third on the list with five. There's uh, somebody with eight. Draymond? Nope. That's a good guess. Draymond's not even in the top five. That's shocking. Probably because he missed time. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm going to let you keep guessing. I really don't want to give this one away. Ah, uh, 877-881-1053. Help me out. Who has the most technicals in the league? Uh, Not a guy you would think of. I'll give you that. He's tall. He's tall? Yeah. Not a guard, for sure. Um, 
Mm. New team. That's a that's a great hint, Blake. He's on a new team this year. Is it Porzingis? It is Porzingis with wow. eight technical fouls. At least at least according to TeamRankings.com. That, that was the only help I needed was tall and new team. Yep. Trey Young, Max Strews, Luca, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Dylan Brooks follow, and Patrick Beverly. Huh. Interesting. Blake just throws those questions at me every <laughs> now the and then, time. and it makes steam come out of my ears. Just trying to because it's always questions. It's going to be people you wouldn't expect. That's why I ask if it's some random question. I hate it because I overthink it all the time, and I end up still being wrong in most scenarios. So there you have it. Blake is great at those. Um, in case you missed it, some news from the NFL. Justin Herbert going to get season-ending surgery on his finger. Uh, just when it rains and pours for the L.A. team, one of the L.A. teams in the NFL. Um, I don't know how Brandon Staley still has a job. I don't know either. I was really hoping he'd lose that game against the Patriots so he could get fired before he got to the podium. But somehow they won that game, right? When they played the Patriots? Yes. Yeah, it was 6 that- nothing. <laughs> Yeah, that terrible A complete game. mid-off. <laughs> that game, and then they score, and then they go and beat the, the yeah, okay. Yeah, um, Brandon Staley's not making it far. I saw someone in the Twitch chat put out a, a really good point that do you think that Herbert getting hurt just saved Staley's job because now he has a fallback if I didn't have my quarterback? No. I agree, but. I think it's I a great reason. It. It's good thinking. Like, it's good logic, mm-hmm. but no. I think he's been bad even before he got hurt. Exactly. So. I, I think that there is enough mounted evidence yeah. that this man sucks at his job. If it had been week four and this happened, maybe. But now we're what? We're in week 15. That's enough. Hey, but you, you guys aren't ready for when he gets fired and Kellen Moore gets promoted to head coach. Oh, I remember everybody preaching that. Kellen Moore, the Cowboys are going to fall apart, and the Chargers are going to have a top three offense. Man... Man, do I need? I don't even need to read out a stat. You see the games. You see the Chargers yeah, games. Yeah, you see the eye test fails. <laughs> it just fails miserably. Uh, so Justin Herbert out for the rest of the year. Uh, so we don't have to make any more made up scenarios for Justin Herbert like we love to do. If this happened, if mm-hmm. the, if the, if the head coach was better, man, if he played on a different team, he mm-hmm. would be like, well, he's hurt. So mm-hmm. we don't get to see any of that anymore because I hate that discourse personally. Okay, another random stat for you. Blocks per foul. Who leads that? What? <laughs> it means like the ratio of the blocks they get to the amount yeah. of fouls they have in the game. So that means who's really a good defender. Because you can have a lot of blocks, but you also have a lot of fouls, a.k.a. you're just active and swatting. This is the guy who is highly efficient, doesn't foul a lot, but also gets a lot of blocks. Um, I feel like the easy guess would be Wemby. Wimby is number one at a 1.135. I literally just said, huh, who is the tallest person I can think of? Yep. Victor Wimbanyama. That's crazy. He's really good at defense. Like, he's... Is AD in there? AD is number four at a 1.049. Brooke Lopez and Walker Kessler are in between the two. Okay. Uh, I don't know why they would be in between the two. Um... <laughs> Let's see. We're on one tonight, man. Some other nuggets from around the NFL that we didn't quite get to. A major blow for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Offensive tackle Jedrick Wills is out for the season after arthroscopic knee surgery. So the elite quarterback, Joe Flacco, Mm -hmm. um, he's losing an important piece just a couple weeks into his tenure with the Cleveland Browns. And funny thing is. You've been hoping. He has, and they, haven't, and they haven't promoted him to the active roster. He's still on the practice squad. How does that work? I thought you 
You get a certain amount of elevations per year. Okay. Uh, and they haven't opened up that roster spot for him. Yeah. And so theoretically, another team could come poach him, but he's already pretty much said, hey, I'm not going to go if y'all try to pick me up uh, because I want to stay here. I'm hooping. I'm chilling. I'm hooping. Okay. Uh, so there you have it. Who Your do you think on. has the most personal fouls oh, in the league? This one, don't overthink this one. Most personal fouls in the league. NFL or? I don't, think, I don't think you can get a... I guess you can get a personal foul. NBA, I should tell you that I'm... Yeah, because there's that. personal fouls yeah, in football. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh, man. Come on, quick. We got to go to break. <laughs> it's the 10 o'clock hour. We can push this 20 if we wanted to. Um, you said personal fouls? Yeah. He's, he, he has a rate of 3.95, so practically four fouls a game. The next closest is a 3.64. Uh, I can't give you a hint because it would give it away. Okay, then it's Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the that hint, hint I needed. That non-hint gave it away. That was the hint I needed. The next guys are just Nurkic, Asar Thompson, Herb Jones, Jaron Jackson. You know, just a bunch of guards and whatnot. But, Herb uh, Jones? I thought he was refing MMA matches. Herbert Jones? That's a great name. I know that's Herb Dean. I'm, I'm making jokes. Herbert? Don't attack me. What do you think about that name, me. Herbert Jones? It just makes me think of a certain character from Family Guy that we probably shouldn't say the name of. <laughs> so, and, and I think of the whistly voice. So that's what I think of Herbert. Porzingis is a foul monster. Oh, my gosh. He's also on this list for personal fouls and text. He, he fouls a lot more than we give him credit for. A little fouler. A little scrappy guy. A little fouler. <laughs> Dante, uh, coming up next on the Get Right, it's time for AM on the FM. We got the question of the day, music records and Doritos, but make it alcoholic next yes. on the Get Right. Back here on the Get Right on 105.3, the fan AM on the FM is coming your way in just a moment, Alec Medford and the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Oh, we got a double. We got a triple. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you guys checking in with us here tonight. Uh, Tomorrow, it will be myself and the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold, 8 to 11 after Cowboys Crosstalk. Uh, you can check us out then. Reggie Atatua out on vacation. He will be back next week. But the truckwork.com text on is 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 to get involved in the conversation, as well as Twitch and YouTube, twitch.tv slash Dallas FanCam, 105.3 The Fan on YouTube to get involved in the conversation and, and, and wow, answer today's question of the day because it's time for AM on the FM. What does this Please, please, do not push the button. You have no idea what it. Don't you dare touch that dial. Don't you dare do it. Let me talk to you. It's AM on the FM on 105.3 The Fan. AM on the FM stands for Alec Medford on the FM. That's what you can call me if you're feeling... Uh, governmental if you're feeling fancy am on the fm if you're feeling factual h-i-m it took me a while the first time you introduced something i was like why is it called this blake really think and then when i was driving home the first day i was like alec medford and maybe one time he was on the morning show 
And now he's on the night show AM, Alec Medford on the FM show. And I was like, wow, this guy is this guy's on another level. This guy's really smart. Big brain over here. AM on the FM in the PM. How about that? That's a lot going on. That's doing too much. The, the question of the day before I talk to you about alcoholic Doritos is courtesy again. Uh, I'm getting this question on loan from our friend here at Odyssey and former 105 through the fan producer, Ruben Portillo, uh, because he asked me a question just a little bit ago because he's reading a book about rules in sports. So what is the dumbest rule in sports? 877-881-1053. Yeah, and there's probably a few that are kind of up there um, that that comes to mind for me. I mean, we could just we could sit here and just rattle these off for a couple yeah, hours. We could, we could burn the whole, like... <laughs> 10 o'clock hour with that but what which one stands out to you the most when you instantly think dumb rules what pops up first offsides no i'm joking um i think uh we talked about this earlier technical fouls the yeah. fact that refs yeah. have feelings i don't care i don't i'll be honest i i don't care if you are hurt by how the players not physically obviously but if you're mentally hurt by how they talk to you I'm sorry, buddy. Nobody's paying to watch you. So if he gets on your nerves and they're arguing, don't. Why are we getting texted? Because you get your feelings hurt. That should be taken out of the game, man. <laughs> that should be taken out of the game. I get it if players are fighting and they're, you know, endangering fans. Yeah, throw a tech or throw them out the game, whatever. But when someone's getting in a shouting match or they throw their hands up or they say something to the ref and they're like, you know what? I don't like how you talk to me. Tech, you're out the game. Why do they get that much power? They're just like anyone else at the game. Whatever needs to be taken out. I probably can think of 20 other ones, but what do you got next? Um, I'm trying to think of some that aren't exactly the low-hanging fruit. We love and, low-hanging fruit. Okay. Um, we love fruit. Totally. Good. That's good for you. Um, One that comes to mind for me that I don't know if many people will mention, late-game timeouts in basketball uh, because each team can call two full timeouts in the final two minutes. Mm-hmm. And they call like they call them the the way that they do. It turns free flowing basketball into really excruciating sports, mm-hmm. and I don't really enjoy it. I want the end of game scenarios to be more fast paced. I mean, you see a two minute drill in the NFL, like it, it's bang bang sidelines, maybe one or two shots over the middle. Then you run the ball to get it to what hash mark you want to. If you're in field goal range, like it's just bang bang bang, you know. Uh, and if they stay in bounds, it's hurry up to the ball. I'm going to call the play as you're sprinting to the line of scrimmage. I love that. I really do. In hockey, you don't see that. It, it's just mutiny. Get to the, get. I don't even know what words I'm trying to say. Get to the other side of the ice. Get to the puck and get it to the net. Well, speaking of hockey and getting the other side, someone in the truckwreck.com text line said offsides on hockey and soccer. I have never played hockey and soccer at a high level. I played soccer when I was younger, so I can't speak too much on this. I'm sure there's some technicalities on why that rule was implemented, so I don't want to overstep my boundary. Wink, wink. Um, and say something right there, <laughs> but I thought I'd bring it that up. That was bad. That was nice. I thought that was No, nice. don't <laughs> yeah, feed his you. ego. You. I'm not feeding the ego. I'm more feeding the joke. I thought uh, that was funny. Good um, dad joke there. But um, my one is taunting slash celebrations. Why is that flagged? In the NFL, that hardcore physical sport, if you get a touchdown, which doesn't happen very often, you might have three or four touchdowns, and if you're the Patriots, zero, or the Chargers, zero, or a bunch of other teams, zero, if you're able to get in the end zone, 
let them dance. Obviously, they haven't flagged as much this year, but the whole taunting, they get a sack. You can't look at someone and, and taunt them. Same in basketball. Like, I think taunting in all sports is so stupid that it is flagged and penalized and whatever they want to call it, ejected for. Let them talk smack. That's what gets people engaged. That's what gets the media outlets something to talk about. And when we flag them just for showing emotion within the game, that is so dumb to me. Now, if someone is taking it overboard and, like, choking somebody out or, like, calling someone insane things, and that's different. But if they're just flexing their muscles or getting in their face and yeah. jawing, I don't understand why that's, like, a 15-yard penalty. You showed emotion. Get out. You just have to act like you've been there before every play. No emotion will be shown. Like, I just think it's dumb. Really takes away from the game. Uh, let's see. Before we go back to the Tolos, a couple that came to mind for me that I don't think people are going to mention. Uh, baseball's on deck circle <laughs> because nobody uses it. Use it or lose it. Please yeah. get rid of it. It's so dumb because nobody uses it, but yet every now and then you'll get the ump that wants to, you know, be tough guy and actually enforce it. Um, another one, baseball managers wearing uniforms. It's dumb. <laughs> that actually might be the number one. That is hilarious. It's, it's do, stupid. That, do they have to? Is that like a, in the rule book? Yeah. That is. I mean, abs- they'll wear hoodies and stuff over it, but yeah, they've got it on underneath. <laughs> it, it's got to be some old school rule. Like if you can't, if you can't, if your players get hurt, you got to go out there or something. I don't know why. Because in the NBA, what do they wear? They wear jumpsuits. Now they used to wear suits and now the coaches are dripped out and off whites and wearing sweatsuits and chilling and wearing their little track suits. So yeah. interesting how the game changes. From the 479, too many reviewable plays in basketball. We got Mark and Justin from the 817 getting his Instacart on. Uh, and he agrees with you, Blake. Get rid of technical fouls for hanging on the rim. Yeah, it's dumb. Who cares? 682, roughing the kicker. <laughs> I think that's an I think that's an understandable one where they okay. run into the kicker and they like think, it. <laughs> I think running into the kicker is dumb. I think roughing the kicker uh-huh. is fine because if you just completely annihilate the drill leg and then he tears his ACL, yeah. Yeah. Like you go low, you pay the price. I'm oh, okay with that can one. We, can we mark that right there? Run, <laughs> running into the kicker, I think, is dumb. I, I think that's dumb because a lot of the time it is incidental contact. Or they trip and fall and hit the leg, mm-hmm. the follow through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What about the fumble out of the end zone as a turnover? What do we think about that in the NFL? Uh, I don't really care, honestly. Hmm. Sudden death overtime. How about that? I love that. I no no no. Actually, I'm I'm a big proponent, and this is a hundred percent by me having ADHD and wanting quick satisfaction when it comes to sports. I hate overtime where they, and like hockey and what's the other sport? Soccer. I just want to get right to the shootout. I don't want to see 10 extra minutes of them playing. We've already seen that all game. Give me the, give me the exciting shootout. Is, is that a bad take or is that, is that a hot, is that a good take that no, you don't want to see more, you know, of the same thing. Just get me to the shootout. That's the whole point of overtime in those sports. I feel like that's the most exciting part of it. Like I'm going to disagree with you slightly because I'm going to take you to 2010 World Cup final Spain versus uh, the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Andres Iniesta's goal couldn't have happened without extra time. Boom. That's fine, but I, I just feel like those penalty shootouts are a lot more exciting you get that that overtime. You had 90 minutes to score. And now you have another few. And I, I just, I, I get fatigued. If you want to talk about over, if you want to talk about overtime, how about uh, getting a point? Oh gosh, getting a point in hockey when you lose in overtime. Do you think that's dumb? 
where you still you lost, but it's yeah. like, hey, you made it to overtime. You that forced them to regulation. You still get the point. Yeah, it, it's you're getting rewarded for losing. Their point system is a little interesting, so I will have to agree with that one. Speaking of overtime, though, and dumb rules, the NFL with the whole you know score first, don't score first, playoffs are different. What do you think about that? Because that that was obviously that the goes Bills. into the sudden death thing. That like, was the I, Bills Chiefs, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's all dumb. From the nine seven two NFL should never be able to end in a tie. I agree. I agree. I agree. I like why? Like why? We're we're already out there. We've done we're like, better than this. We've done ninety five percent of the hard work. They're like, you know what? Let's make it real confusing at the I end of the season. I will say though, to their credit, it rarely happens. It does. So when happen. it does happen, it's hilarious. Yes. It is the butt of all conversations for the next week. What What was that one? Wasn't it? Was it last year or the year before where the game, if they'd ended in a tie, they both would have made it to the playoffs. It was the Chargers and Raiders, I think. The Chargers and. <laughs> And they both would have made it to the playoffs if they had tied, but whoever lost didn't make it in some weird fiasco, and then it went overtime. Chargers-Raiders games were electric last year. Every time they played, they just always went to like overtime, and they found a way to lose or win. So uh, I know that's off topic, but um, Rigo, what is the worst, dumbest rule in sports? Is that, that's I'm going to agree doing, with the right? texture, and it's, it's, it's the offsides rule in soccer. That's really dumb. But I feel like that makes sense. Even I don't even play soccer at a high level. I feel like someone was to cherry pick and stand at the other end. That would be a very unfair advantage. There's you know? no way to actually measure it like fully. And you like you've seen it now in the Premier League where like the whole per- you they've measured it down to the hand, like or to the to the whole arm of the person. So I I believe that that's the dumbest rule. What about hockey? From the two one four pass interference being a spot foul. No, um, I like that. I agree with that. Uh, because the art form that is the underthrown go ball now. It is what it is. Because cause then, just think about this, Alec. Then if you're at your own 20 or whatever and they throw a bomb and you get beat, you would be better just tackling the dude and taking the 15 yards. And everybody would do that instead of getting beat. So you have to kind of reward the offense for beating someone and them getting the pass interference. Otherwise, people would just, oh, I'm getting beat. <laughs> He's about to get a 50-yard catch. Let me just tackle this dude and get a 10-yard penalty instead. It happens. It does. All right. I do have some other topics I do want to discuss here on AM on the FM. Go ahead. I, I mentioned music records. Well, literal world records. The Guinness Book of World Records announced today that Taylor Swift's Eras Tour is officially the highest grossing music tour ever, being the first ever to surpass $1 billion in revenue. More the, than The weekend. The tour. Yeah, I think he... He was a bit off. I, I want to say that was like six hundred million. Drake or something. Uh, he didn't do stadium, so he was nowhere near. Wow. Nowhere near. Wow. It's got to be a stadium tour to even come close. Uh, there's projections that say Coldplay's uh, "Music of the Spheres" world tour will get close and might even pass a billion, but mm. probably won't be as much as the eras. Uh, the tour began in March 2023 and is set to conclude in December of next year. After a total of 151 shows worldwide, it has earned $1.04 billion to date, according to Polestar. It's a lot of money. This breaks the record set by Elton John's five-year farewell tour, which ended earlier this year, bringing in $939 million, over 328 shows. So over double the amount of shows and still didn't make as much money. Uh, Swift's six concert tour is, in fact, so popular that it has earned more than this year's next two highest grossing tours, which is Beyonce's and Bruce Springsteen's combined. I don't know who I'm not familiar with Bruce's work, but um, Beyonce's a big seller. 
Do we have the do we have the number on the average like ticket price? Like, or is she just have the sheer number and she's just going on more things, or is it like each ticket is that expensive? I'm trying to understand the the pool. Ticket tickets averaged around two hundred and thirty eight dollars, but the tour is grossing over seventeen million per show, with an average of seventy two thousand attendees. Wow. Yeah. Because I know when I went to the Drake concert at the AAC, it was it was it was pricey. It was like four hundred for like the nosebleeds, and it was it was sold out. And how many how many See, is AAC? That's like twenty thousand. Oh man. Yeah, because she's doing stadiums exclusively. Oh, so like AT. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, sta- okay. it's a stadium tour. Yeah. Oh, okay. I told you the average attendance was seventy two thousand per show. Man. Yeah. It's, she's uh, putting numbers out, man. Yeah, wow. that's that's generational numbers. Like I don't even listen to her like that, but that's just freaking incredible. Um, so shout out to Taylor Swift for that because uh, those are unhumane numbers. Uh, you want to talk about Doritos, but make it alcoholic? Yes. The headline reads, Doritos made an alcoholic liqueur that tastes liqueur. like a cheesy chip. Liqueur. So uh, plenty of uh, chefs and companies have tried to do these things where you can spend like a sort of liquor or a beer that tastes like a product. But according to Food and Wine, um, <clears throat> wow, the latest <laughs> cre- creation. Yeah, I, I choked on air. That's incredible. The uh, thought it was I thought it was done for Alex. Yeah, the latest creation uh, by the chefs at Noma uh, in Denmark have created something inspired by Doritos, uh, which serve as the basis of a new liqueur. That promises to deliver, quote, your favorite nacho cheese in liquid form. Uh, Sounds disgusting. They have harnessed vacuum distillation, a process that allows it to capture the essence of the brand's signature chip to create an alcoholic beverage that clocks in at 42% ABV. And boasts the following flavor flavor profile, excuse me, saying, quote, the spirit opens up with an umami and tangy aroma of nacho cheese moving to the deeper corn-forward fl- uh, flavors of the chip to finish on a soft, salty note. Did you say umami? Yeah, umami. I don't know what that is. Educate me. It's one of the flavor profiles. What is What does that mean? I don't what know do you- how to explain it. I just know it when I see it. You, you, you know it when you see it. Is it a flavor profile? Or is it a, I just it's, said it's a flavor profile. But flavor profile is something you can taste on your tongue. Yes. You said you know it when you see it. When I taste it. <laughs> he said he knows it when he sees it. So I'm like, is this something I've never seen before? Is it something you taste? Umami? I'm I mean, I throw something I, at you. I, I want to taste it. Mark that. <laughs> um, the collaboration will retail for $65 for a 750 milliliter bottle and will officially be up for grabs when pre-orders open up tomorrow. So if you want to get drunk <laughs> off of Doritos, now what fl- I got the place for you. What flavor would you pick? Because I'm not I'm not a nacho cheese guy when it cool comes ranch to the, is cool the best. ranch. Cool There's ranch. There's no debate. I'm here. glad we're on the same page. Or cool ranch. What's the what's the like red pink bag? Oh, that one's pretty good too. Hey, the nine seven two from yesterday texted back in. You missed this what because happened? I said, "What's your favorite seasonal food?" They put Jaeger in their hot chocolate, and he has or she has the gall to say that the Doritos thing sounds horrible. Spicy sweet chili is the flavor I was thinking of. Those are good. Those are the really little good. purple bag. Yeah. I think I think the worst is the original. I'm not a big fan of just the basic. It's just a, it, feel, it makes me feel like I'm and a little it, kid. It, it needs to be dipped in something is the thing. 
If you have a dip for it, for, you... for the for the corn, the original, like not seasoned ones, just salt. Yeah, you need to dip it. Where is your mind? <laughs> Everywhere. Um, the flaming hot lemon. Okay, I. You know what? I, I got something to say. I got something to Make say. Make it quick because we got to get to the final call. The the little snack packs that you buy at Walmart that have the 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 you know what I'm talking about that have the assorted chips. Yes. Why are they always flavors you don't like? It's usually only one or they two. They gotta move like, product. Okay. They got it. They it's, know that you're gonna buy it for the Cool Ranch, yes. and you're not gonna eat the checks mix. <laughs> Thank you. Why can they not? Why have they not come up with you can build your own, and it's just a little thing, and then it suctions it and it makes it into a bag. Why am I still having to buy it when I only like two flavors and I don't want to buy the other three? And they know what they're doing. Nobody wants the the Cheez-Its or whatever it is, man. Pro tip, just go to Amazon and buy the singles of the ones that you like. I've done it before. I used to bring them to work. That's AM on the <sighs> FM right here on 105.3 The Fan coming up next on the Get Right. It's the final call. This segment of the Get Right is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Classic Chevrolet is leading the way to finish the year number one in America. They're racing hard with year-end savings on over 400 Silverados. Shop them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads and relax and enjoy the difference. One final time here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan, a Young Guns takeover of the Get Right. Alec Medford and Blake Elliott. Talk to me. And Rigo Mendoza holding things down for you. Appreciate the hard work tonight and appreciate RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys for joining us earlier to talk Cowboys football. Uh, Imagine if he listened to the rest of the show. He would probably be disappointed in us. (laughs) Uh, He probably would be. Uh, And Coming up tomorrow, it'll be myself and the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold, from 8 to 11 after Cowboys crosstalk. Uh, we'll be with you for three hours tomorrow evening. We'll have Nicole Hutchinson of DallasCowboys.com mm-hmm. joining the program, and who knows what else. Because I will be tuned in. Sounds like a good one y'all got set up. I appreciate you, because that's, that's the only segment I have planned right now. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the all. final call here on 105 Through the Fan. Reminder that Reginald Atatula is out on vacation for the rest of this week. He will be back next week. Uh, because we already have people speculating and conspiring on mm-hmm. the truckwreck.com text line. He's good, and he is well. He's now, enjoying some much-deserved time off. The question is, what hits harder, the get right with the young guns or Draymond Green when he's frustrated? <laughs> he's still out here doing wrestling moves, man. Uh Draymond got ejected because he straight up swung around. Full on. Full on, balled up his fist, <laughs> just did like a pirouette, and the fist landed right on a dude's face. Yep. Uh, Nurkic. Yeah, right on Nurkic's face. Uh, that was right to the temple. Yep. Like, this was a form punch, okay. but he added a pirouette to it. And I just saw a tweet that says, there is nobody better at being Draymond Green than Draymond Green. Like, he, he, lives, he lives it up. He ever. lives up to this, like, aura and this character that we've given him. Like, it almost feels like he's one of those larger-than-life characters, the yeah. way we talk about him. But it's because he absolutely earns that title. He loves it. He, he, him and Dylan Brooks embody it every week, every game. They're like, I, I am him. I am the villain. I will show you how dirty I can be every game. He's for real about to get suspended again. 
Yeah, it's gonna be probably longer than just a game. I it was a pretty uh y'all can go look at it on Twitter. It was a pretty uh crucial hit. I'm sorry, I just I came across the uh, Mavs Brazil Twitter account oh again. Oh my gosh, what and, did they do this time? And they put out an AI generated picture of a horse wearing a Mavericks jersey, and they're like consoling a crying LeBron James. Okay, that's not too bad. Usually, oh yeah, usually it's graphic. like yeah, very graphic. This one it's not as bad, but it's just like why is this on my timeline? Yeah, what are we doing? Uh, elsewhere in the final call, I want to get to some of, uh, some more of you guys' texts and comments on what is the dumbest rule in sports. Mm-hmm. Because we did get a couple of other funny ones. I believe <laughs> Blake told me one. Uh, just no baselines in baseball. Let the <laughs> runners the just go one. wherever. Just run. There is no foul territory. <laughs> it's, it's just fair play every time. Even the fans. Even that's part of the game. They hit the ball. You got to go get it from a fan. <laughs> <laughs> from the 817, it must be a rule that you have to be a tool to be a Philadelphia fan. It must be. No comment. Uh, from the 785, stoppage time in soccer. Why the hell don't they just stop time when they need to? Uh, the ghost runner from the 903 in baseball, as some people call the Manfred man. Yeah. The Manfred mummy, if you will. I don't hate it. That's a new rule, right? Honestly, With- I like it because yeah. my biggest gripe for years forever. is baseball games took forever. So yeah. what did Rob Manfred do? Give him all of his flowers for this. He put in the pitch clock, uh, engagements and disengagements, whatever, and then... Yeah, I, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with the ghost now, runner. Now, would you do because it's the ghost runner on second, right? Yes. In, would you, would, in you, do it on, would you do it on on first? That would no, be because the thing. double play is intact yeah, right then right. and there. You're right. So you're it right. kind of eliminates the purpose. If they get a ground ball, then it's like <laughs> so okay, right we're, we're playing forever, baby. <laughs> we're here for seven hours, baby. Yeah, we're like you said earlier about the football game. We're yeah. here, so we may as well play the game. Like we're here, Come not on, when man. it's already been three and a half hours. Yeah. No, shout, thank you. Shout out to the Mavs, too, getting a W over the Lakers. Some role players stepping up. Exum, Hardaway, Grant Williams, all playing a big game without a lot of key guys out. Luka did his thing per usual. Mavs got the dub. What was the final score? 124, 127, 125. Yep. One by go. two. So big way to end. We're on, a, I think, a four-game winning streak right now. We're on a little bit of a, a, little bit of a heater right now. We haven't, hot, lost, we haven't lost in a while. What was that at the end there? <laughs> you, you had a little bit of a me moment. You called me out for my bluff earlier I, I, when I, I choked I, on air. I just so, choked. Yeah. What's what's the where are they what? at, where are they, oh gosh where are they at on the standings? Sports radio is happening right now. Alec, we is are really? we're third in the standings, which is what we were before this game started. Fifteen and eight. That's it. Nice. I thought you had more there the way you said that. <laughs> but, um, let's see. Um, interesting. I don't know. There's not anything really uh, credible here, at least for my money. But there's a Twitter account called MLB Nerds yep. that has gotten some scoops before and gotten some stuff right. Um but they're not like this major insider or anything, so I don't know how much stock to put in there. But MLB Nerds is saying sources have told them that the Dodgers are on the verge of acquiring Tyler Glasnow mm. from the Tampa Bay Rays. They've gotten stuff right before, yep. but they're no Jeff Passan. They're no Passan. They're no Tom Verducci, they're any no of those, uh, Ken Rosenthal, none no of Rosenthal. that. So uh, I don't know. Uh, and someone replied, if this is true, then Kershaw to Texas makes a lot of sense. Um, 
I don't know how much stock to put in the, into this, but we did hear yesterday from, I think it was The Athletic, that the Dodgers are absolutely in on Tyler Glasnow. So this- the Dodgers are in on everybody. Somehow they have a million dollars to to use wherever they want. They got 500000 gajillion dollars. But in other... Yeah, they're using Afterpay to buy free agents. They used, they used a firm. <laughs> yeah, they pulled up Klarna. That's crazy. <laughs> Quad pay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, just, we'll just pay for it in the end. You know, we'll, just, we'll take him now. Don't get it wrong. We want him now. The money, we'll figure it out. We'll find a loophole. But in other crazy news, I told you this before the show, man who used a folding chair in the as a weapon in the Montgomery brawl, I know y'all remember that on the riverfront, is going to be avoiding jail time. And he's only going to have 50 hours of community service. So the hero that used the chair to smack old boy back into the water with the folding chair will not go to jail. And, um, yeah, so I'd let y'all know on that Montgomery Riverfront brawl. And, um, yeah, because that was a sport. Those that was, that was WWE right there at its fullest. Man, that w- cage that, match. That was uh, that was pure comedy. Yep. Shouldn't be laughing at that. But him man. and Draymond. We need to have him and Draymond out there. Who's winning that? OK, one? OK. Need Draymond in the UFC right now. For real. Right now. Dana, get it done. Get it done. It's been a fun show, Blake. It has. Thanks for taking over the get right with me. Uh, The Young Guns, a bit of a weekend takeover here. And just a reminder, we got great, incredible content on the weekends, live and local. Mm -hmm. We'd appreciate you if you check us out. But we do appreciate you for checking us out here tonight. Again, thanks to RJ Ochoa for joining us from Blogging the Boys uh, and recapping that Cowboys win over the Dirty Birds. But until tomorrow night, it'll be myself and the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold back on the get right, 8 to 11. You won't want to miss it after Cowboys crosstalk for myself, Alec Medford, for Blake Elliott, for Rigo Mendoza. This has been the get right on the fan. So as you know, I've actually, funny enough, the only two times I've eaten out 